0: One of the best feelings in life is feeling anchored. When the waves of life come, you stay confident, stable, and secure. So
1: how do we stay connected in a world full of distractions? We think honest conversations can
0: help. I'm Allie. And I'm Lennice. Two friends who just want to chat about how to be our best selves. Thanks for joining us. This is Anchored in Life.
1: disappointment. Are you sure you want to do this? This is not something you like to talk about.
0: I don't, but you know how you always say you like to pick topics because you constantly battle with it or you constantly think about it or yes. you know you need to work on it. Mm-hmm. Disappointment is that for me. Okay. If I had to choose a word, if I was going to be negative Nancy and then choose a word that I felt like I was stuck in the most, it would be this. When I was thinking about it, I have said before that I really like Brene Brown. And she explains disappointment as what you feel when you have unmet expectations. Mm -hmm. And it's impossible to talk about disappointment without talking about your expectations. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what this conversation is going to end up being about is our expectations. Are they for ourselves, other people? Where do they come from? How are they formed? Okay. But Mm -hmm. how do you feel about disappointment?
1: Well, I agree with that definition. I think it comes up when our expectation doesn't meet the reality. So that can happen in any area of your life. It can happen when you are at work, you don't get the promotion. It can happen when you are in a relationship and things don't work out the way you envisioned. Um, Or even in ourselves, when we fail to meet that personal goal. It is
0: all about the
1: expectation versus reality.
0: I really do try not to have any expectations. (laughs) I don't know that I agree with that,
1: Allie. (laughs) You have expectations.
0: I'm conditioned in certain instances, though, to not have them, if that makes sense, because I hate the feeling so much of disappointment that I go into protection mode. Would you
1: say that you don't have expectations of others? I try not
0: to because that really hasn't worked out for me.
1: But you do have expectations for yourself.
0: Yeah. I don't think I'm super conscious with it, but yes, I think when something doesn't turn out the way I want, when I unpack it, I realize that I had really high expectations for myself that I didn't really think about. Hence maybe why the disappointment came.
1: I use the example of because we're in that college mode right now with Sydney and, and doing college tours and lining them up. And the one schoolie is really interested in going to, they have a eighteen percent acceptance rate. And I remember when I applied to college, I applied to five and I applied to all of them. But the one I wanted to go to, I couldn't because of financial. So I use the example of getting into that dream college. It is profoundly disappointing, you know, when you don't get in and understanding that that disappointment, it comes from a place that is very important because it's what you imagined for yourself of attending mm-hmm. that school and that reality not aligning. And I think it's important to understand the not just the disappointment, but why that disappointment is there. There was an expectation that just didn't meet the reality of what the situation ended up
0: being. And there's two ways to go about it. You can go through life protecting yourself from disappointment, Mm-hmm. Or you can deal with it properly or not properly, I guess, when it happens. Yeah. I think I want to be more like the latter in terms of dealing with it properly and understanding where those emotions come from because it can be a sad, lonely life when you're constantly protecting yourself from disappointment. And one thing when I texted you about this topic, mm. <laughs> I made sure to tell you that it would be positive somehow. <laughs> You did. And I thought, okay. (laughs) Because disappointment is a really negative feeling or word or, you know, you don't, I don't want people to click on this and go, yeah, let me listen to 30 minutes of people talking about being disappointed. That sounds like fun.
1: Well, I think it's important also, Allie, to note failure is feedback and that feedback
0: helps you to grow. Mm -hmm. So if we can see it that way, then it's not negative. It's feedback. When I was thinking about this, I had a hard time unraveling where my expectations come from. So do they come from other people? Do they come from what my parents told me? Do they come from social media, my environment, and then what comes from within? I think a lot of times with these discussions, we talk about unraveling that and knowing where thoughts are coming from. This whole internal versus external thing kept popping into my head. What is my environment? What is being, What am I being influenced by to get these expectations? Because you could have the the expectation that at my age, I should live in a bigger house, for instance. Oh, boy. Where did I get that from? Oh, wow. Yep. I get it from all of the things my Instagram feeds me because I love watching people clean stuff. Cleaning? Yeah. That's wow. Yeah. So (laughs) all of these people who clean their house for like 30 seconds and don't actually clean their house, but that's the video I'm watching. They have really nice houses. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're younger than me and or my age or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, did I seek out those videos? Not necessarily. It's an algorithm that's feeding me what I clearly want. But now I have this expectation in my head. And am I disappointed in the house I live in right now? Sometimes. But do I want to stop scrolling through Instagram and watch people clean their house? No. <laughs> well,
1: because you could learn tips on how to better clean yourself, you know?
0: It's just now I'm aware, right, of it. And that I'm aware because I was really honestly thinking about this conversation. But there's disappointment that's deep, the disappointment that you have in people. Yeah. That I think is so heavy and hard. Mm-hmm. Or disappointment in something not happening to you that's happening to a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. That's really painful and hard to deal with, which is why I'm a fan of therapy. Because mm-hmm. I think counselors, therapists, they're very well trained in talking you through what's yeah. normal.
1: You really have to reframe your mindset. Just now you said happening to you, why not happening for you? Mm -hmm. You know, I I think it really all depends on how you're looking at it. And I also think that how you let disappointment affect you depends on whatever baggage you now carry. Mm -hmm. You could have been let down a lot in your life. And so in order to protect yourself, you now have raised the bar. And you're not going to settle for anything less than that because that's the feedback you learned from that disappointment. So that, A, doesn't happen. I am going to trump that by doing this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where mentors come in handy. Having someone who has experienced a major disappointment themselves and can provide that lived wisdom. And there's encouragement too in places that we don't even look. You can find encouragement everywhere and you know where I'm going with this. Don't laugh. But (laughs) instead of seeking people to help you see the path ahead, gratitude practice. Mm -hmm. It helps. You know, again, going back to reframing your mindset, I can focus all day long on the negative that happened, on, you know, just all the things that did not go the way I planned. But when I look at all the good things that did happen, I am changing the tone. And it's hard because, like you too, Allie, I think I should have a bigger house too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I wanna acknowledge that last part you said about how hard it is mm-hmm. and that this is not something that you just turn on like a light switch in your brain. Oh, I'm feeling disappointment. Flip, let me be really full of gratitude right now. I want to mm-hmm. acknowledge that that one thing I learned in grief counseling, my dad passed away when I was 19. It's a very interesting and fragile age to go through that. And so I went to grief counseling in college. And one thing she taught me was when you feel an emotion sense an emotion, you have to feel it all the way through for it to heal you and then go away. So when you reject feelings, like anger and then you tell yourself you just muster up the strength to not be angry anymore you're making it worse. So when you feel disappointment, you do want to sit with it. What emotion is it causing? And then on the other side, that's where you can bring bring the gratitude and the light to it. I don't I want to be sensitive to the fact that is really hard for some people. And like I've mentioned many times, I'm a glass half empty. So when I feel disappointment, I like to really dig in and be like, and then this let me down, and then this, and let me think about all the ways everything and everyone (laughs) has let me down since I had started getting memories, you know? And I can spiral really easy, really quickly. When you train yourself, when you have already a gratitude practice, that's why it's it's good to have it in your routine. I do
1: want to make it clear. I am in no way suggesting that you ignore an emotion. It is very important to tackle it and to take time to process that emotion. Mm -hmm. But sitting in that emotion longer than you need to is not helpful. You have to recalibrate, and you can help yourself to do that faster if you are already helping yourself to notice the positive. It takes time, yes. I still get upset. I can't even spit it out right now. I still get upset talking about the loss of my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And it took all of a year. I did not understand why someone who devoted their life to the Lord, to the community, why did she have to experience such pain when she left this place? You know, as a teenager, I didn't understand that. Was I disappointed in God? Oh my, disappointed? Yeah. I was a lot of things. And it took a long time to get out of that. But once I did, I promised myself that I wasn't going to ever be that dark and that deep. Because, yeah, it is harder to get out of it. And, And that's why I say practice. That's why it's called gratitude practice.
0: Right. Being in the rhythm of that. Yeah. I relate to that entirely. I think death can bring a type of disappointment that is unlike any other. And I experienced the same thing with my dad.
1: I also think it's important to take self-assessments. Those self-reflection exercises, those questionnaires, it's not necessarily to define you, but it does help you to assess what your uh, core values are, what your own self-limiting beliefs are. I know that's Mm -hmm. redundant, but, um, you know, are you a perfectionist? Do you have those tendencies? Do you set expectations higher for others than you do for yourself? Because I think that can help you when it comes to dealing with disappointment too, because you know when it's going to come.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of times you, you, I feel like I'm sitting there going, why are you surprised by this? Why are right? you acting like this is <laughs> the world is ending right now? I think for some people, not necessarily for me, but when I was thinking about this and thinking about how I've watched other people also deal with disappointment, how much of it is about loss of control mm-hmm. and being upset about that. Because if you have expectations for someone and they don't do the thing that you were expecting them to do, that's essentially a feeling of I can't control this person and that's annoying. Disappointment's a good trigger to think about how much do I care about control. I remember being real obsessed with control when I was a teenager. Mm. And I think it's because a lot of things in my life were out of control and I did not like that. Now – and especially since becoming a Christian, I, I don't want to discount that because that was a big part of my faith journey, but I believe in a God, I believe in a higher power. And so that releases a lot of the control. Like this life is not up to me. The way it goes is not up to me. And and I worship something that, that loves me and is in control. That's what I believe. Once I let go of the control thing, a lot of other things followed. And I would say that my reaction to disappointment was one of them. It's not something I think about ever anymore is... I have no control. I'm just content with knowing I don't have any. Mm. And I just kind of cruise through life like that. (laughs) It seems kind of reckless. Oh my gosh, you don't
1: cruise. (laughs) People listening, she is not being 100%. This woman does not cruise through anything.
0: It feels cruisy (laughs) compared to who I know I used to be, if that makes sense. Okay. This new person seems like some chill surfer dude compared to the type A, whatever I was before.
1: I wonder what our relationship would have been like.
0: <laughs> you were pretty intense in college, I hear. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I wonder, ooh, we probably would have butt heads. Just because... competition, yeah. Yeah. I also love saying all of this and then asking my husband if he agrees. Because what if he's like, no, you're still the same. Where do you feel like disappointment creeps up in your life the most? Like if you could pick a category. That's so easy.
1: Me. My own expectation is so, 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 so high.
0: Like of your career?
1: My life, every area of that, family, personal well-being, career, you name it. I have this unhealthy, high expectation, very rigid. I know this. I, I know it. But it doesn't stop me from only imagining the one pathway to happiness or success, you know. And that's why often you will hear me talking about self-compassion and showing myself grace. Because I want so much, I want so much to mean something Um, To make a difference so that when I leave here, I just want to know that I mattered, that I made a difference. And so every day I work really, really hard to do that. And, And sometimes I fall short, not sometimes, all the time I fall short because I'm only human. And so I'm disappointed quite frequently in myself. And I will tell you there's nothing worse than to hear someone else say they're disappointed in me. I've only had that happen once in my entire life. My mother said it. And it was after I did something. Um, and I told her that I did it. You know, I, I did something I wasn't supposed to do. Something horrible happened. And for privacy reasons, I, I won't repeat exactly what it was. But she looked at me, Allie, and she said, I am so disappointed in you. I raised you better than that. And it broke my heart. Oh, yeah. There is nothing worse than for someone to tell me they're disappointed in me because I'm often disappointed in myself. and Not that I look for validation in other people, but I work hard to know that I'm not going to disappoint you. I mm-hmm. might not
0: be reaching my expectation, but I'm sure as heck going to meet yours. I've had the same experience. There's nothing worse than your parent telling you that. Mm-hmm. She could tell me a million other things. She could ground me and take away my phone. But if she mm-hmm. said disappointed, oh. oh, that is the worst. We've discussed many times that I'm—I don't exactly have that same kind of personality and drive. I've—I've I've never really thought about disappointing myself. I don't think about it as much as you do. I don't really have an explanation for it. I do. You're not a type three. (laughs) I'm not a three. See, and this is why sometimes just the Enneagram explains your life.
1: Those assessments. I I did some research and, you know, pardon me because I've not had the opportunity to look at these resources yet, but I most certainly will. I wanted to look at some books that can help through this, some, some relevant ones. And you probably have read this one, Rising Strong. It's by Benet Brown, Mm -hmm. and it is said to be a very good book when it comes to uh, disappointment and and working through that. Also, The Happiness Trap by Russ Harris. Have you heard of that one? No, I haven't. It sounds good. It's said to offer some really good insights, and then also Mindset by Carol Dweck. So I I want to look into those and, and see how helpful they are, There's some apps out there. Think up. It can track your mood, give you guided Mm. meditation. Of course. Uh, You know, and help you with that thought restructuring too. So you can apply some of
0: these to the concepts. This is a Christian book. It's a Christian author, but a book called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way, which I think ah. is the greatest way to explain disappointment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She had a lot of things go quote unquote wrong at the same time. A lot of heartbreak at the same time. I remember that changing, that book changing my life just because I put a name to the thing that was upsetting me so much.
1: Mm.
0: And that was disappointment. I can really remember the day that I realized that because you name it and then you can deal with it. That's right. So, yeah. Which is why all of the meditation and the journaling and the gratitude practice, that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. It's every day it becomes a routine and it helps you along the way instead of just being something that you do when you're upset. That's what I'm learning. And that's what you've taught me is it's the decisions you're making every day that will set you up to be better, to better cope with something when it happens rather than just knowing it's a tool that you can go to when you need it. I found a Martin Luther King quote
1: Mm.
0: when I was Googling. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I really liked it. Because I, sh- the very last word of this quote is a word that I struggle with often. We must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope.
1: Ah, oh, gosh, yes, I love that's yes, one of my favorite quotes from him, and, and that rings so true for me because you know what, Allie, disappointment reminds us that we had the hope. Right. It reminds us that we had it and you can still have hope for the future. One mistake, one disappointment doesn't define your value, your future or the person.
0: And my inclination when I realize that is to completely forget about hope Mm -hmm. and go, well, if that's the reason that I have this disappointment, then I don't want to feel that either. But what kind of life is that? I think I've tried that and that didn't work. The, the, Trying to avoid hope, trying to avoid joy, trying to avoid any positive emotion just so that you don't feel a negative one is not the way to do it. <laughs> I'm not like some 85-year-old woman with all this wisdom, but I've been on this earth long enough to have figure that out at least.
1: Well, you've lived. You've lived. And, and here's the deal. You can be 10, but your years prior to that, what you experienced – that's going to determine the amount of wisdom you had because you you have lived. And I don't mean just that you've been on this earth for X amount of years, but what was your experience during that time? What did you have to go through to gain? Disappointment, it teaches us. It really does.
0: Yeah. And this conversation's really brought to light for me that it's normal. First of all, it's always going to be there like the quote I just read, it, it's, it's, it's going to be there. It's going to happen. What mindset do you have in place? Does anger fester when you feel disappointment or does something else more positive happen because of the way that you've set yourself up, you've set your mindset up. I'm realizing it's so contingent on that.
1: Oh, for sure. You know, and for me, it's, it's, it really is about reflection. I mean, it, it just, it is, you know, it, it helps me clarify what my true hope is no one likes being disappointed. No one wants to go through that. I just, I want people to know there is a lot to be learned from it. And I learn a lot about myself. <laughs> Even at my, as my daughter would say, old age. You know, she told me the other day. Oh, no. I said I told her, you know, and, and Phoenix, you know, she is the sweetest, but she's got that competitive spirit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, um, especially with you. And,
1: Yes. And I told her I was doing this race and I, she wants to do it too. And I said, I don't think you should be running that distance at 11. With everything else she has going on, I'm going to tell you no. And she says to me, you're going to get your old bones out there and do it. Your old bones.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. One of our very loyal listeners is a neighbor and friend of mine. Hi, neighbor. <laughs> I had told her that this was going to be one of the next topics. And she said that something always happens afterwards, that's good. Good mm-hmm. always comes after. Yeah. And that's also a positive way to look at it. Right. Uh, here's the rain. Where's the rainbow? Because it's coming. I think we had some useful things, hopefully. I hope so. <laughs> Helpful to me. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And if you are listening and you know there is a, a certain tool that you have in your tool bag, let us know what works for you when it comes to handling disappointment.
0: I want to have multiple tools.
1: Yeah. Do we know what we're talking about next time?
0: I don't think so. We've got three things in the can in terms of what could be in our little notes app.
1: I had a rolfing session today. It's a type of therapy. It's not a massage. Um, It's very deep. Like they get into the fascia. It was Ooh. painful. But I tell you now, Allie. You know I don't consider myself to have any problems. But I walked up out of there. Just she got into my lungs really well. Oh, because I've got i ra- I've got a race uh, Saturday. What I notice sometimes, my legs are fine, but depending on like that incline and unnecessary La Jolla, um, <laughs> yeah. I noticed I was uh, at times I was winded trying to get up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she got in there in my lungs really well, and my ribs, and it has opened up my chest to where I the breath is just flowing, and as such, I have an enormous amount of energy.
0: Wow. Yeah, because yes. you're getting more oxygen. That makes sense. Right. Right. I didn't know they could massage that out of you.
1: Oh, it hurts. Let me tell you.
0: Oh um, no! Oh, well, that... because your
1: ribs are connected. You know everything's connected.
0: Yeah. And when those
1: uh, muscles get tight, gravity pulls it down over time. When you get in there and release it, that enables because your your lungs are protected by your ribs, um, and the muscles contract. Oh, the ribs. okay. And when you open them up, the lungs can expand more. Yeah. So I'm committed. It's, it would oh gosh, if I could just mm, bottle it up. It's brilliant. All right. Have a good one. And listen, when disappointment comes, because it will, once you process the emotion, ask yourself, what did I learn from this?
0: Happy learning. Thanks for listening, everyone.